0: What is up you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Constance and Show. We have a lot of things planned for today's episode. All right, we're going out to eat. But before I take you guys out into the city, I wanted to reminisce really quickly. You know, y'all that have been a part of the show, y'all that have been watching the show since the beginning, you guys are not new to this room. This is where it all started. And I sit back and I reflect. I just think, damn, I was really crazy enough to listen to the voice inside of my head that was telling me to get shit started even though I didn't feel like I was equipped to do it. I didn't feel like I had the necessary tools to get things done. I didn't feel like I had the space. I was recording with this terrible mic. I mean, I guess it was cool for what it was. I was recording with a laptop that does not even turn on. This laptop will not turn on unless it's plugged in and I don't know where the court is, but it don't even matter. The bottom line is I was making shit shake by God's grace with seemingly little to nothing. So if I can do it, you can do it. But beyond that, don't doubt that crazy voice in your head. Do not doubt that crazy voice in your head that's telling you to start the business, start the YouTube channel, start whatever, however, whenever, because That's God guiding you. I like to believe it's God guiding you. And I think I also hit these phases where maybe I'll be doubtful of God's instruction. I'm like, hey, I don't know if this is really God telling me to do it or if I'm just crazy enough to believe that it's possible. You know, you always have the option of praying to God, asking God to give you some type of confirmation. But also, does it hurt to just try some shit? Like everyone knows, right? Just try, if you don't try, you'll never know. But why do we know things like that and we just don't fucking execute? Why do we know things like that and we still doubt? Why do we know things like that and allow like the physical to prevent us from getting active when we work alongside a God that is, I want to use the word supernatural, but I don't even think supernatural is the word I'm looking for. We work alongside a God that just, it don't matter what's going on around you. He gonna make stuff shape. I think this show was a reminder of that. I guess it's really a reminder to me. Like, I'm talking to y'all, but really just just me, like Constance. Trust that voice. I guess whoever at home listening and watching, trust that voice. Because God will never lead you astray. I think what I failed to realize was that God had really been preparing me for the moment that I'm in now. I'm gonna take a look at myself. I came across a post online recently, recently, and a woman was speaking about how luck is really just when preparation meets opportunity. And I heard those words and I, you know, sat with it. And I think I do agree. I do agree with the statement. I think the thing that I struggled with was like accepting Preparation. So now I'm in a place where I really appreciate the amount of preparation that God has put me through. And I've even gone as far as to ask Him, like, why have you made me this way? Like, I sit and I think, like, okay, I am aware that I am like resilient. Like, I can get through things. Like, God has made me a resilient woman. And I've gone as far as to ask God, like, why did you make me so resilient? You know? Or I'll notice that I cry a lot and I've gone as far as to ask God, like, why do you. Why did you make me so sensitive? And the reason I'm saying that these questions are linked to preparation is because I don't think that God is doing anything accidentally. And I do believe that all of these small experiences in my life are preparing me for something so grand. And so although I may not know what I'm being prepared for, I do wanna be, I do wanna make sure that I am taking advantage of the preparation phase rather than allowing it to pass me by because I'm so one track minded on what it is that I want. It's not even about trials and tribulations. Just when you look at your life and you're like, this isn't what I wanted. This isn't what I envisioned. Like sit back, relax, understand that God is preparing you because this was not what I wanted. None of this (laughs) is what I wanted. Even where I'm at right now, it does not look at all like what I thought, but I'm so appreciative for God's preparation because I know he's guiding me towards something so great. It makes me think about David. i talk talked about David before on the show, King David in the Bible, and one thing I really admire about David is that he was so confident in assuming a different role in his life because he knew that God prepared him for that moment, and I think that that's something that we could all learn from, but we're going to dive into that when we get to the restaurant, okay? We're going to eat, we're going to kiki, we're going to tt, we're going to talk, but I want y'all to keep David on the forefront of your mind because he been on the forefront of mine. And I guess before we head out, wait, what else I gotta do? Hold up. Jewelry, the shoes, I ain't even put no shoes on. Shoes, we could do shoes last. The purse, okay. Here we go. I'll be getting sidetracked, honey. Okay. I can't decide if I want a head wrap or if I don't want a head wrap. Totally off topic, but my face, always breaks out the day of filming like the devil really be thinking he doing something i'll be looking at that nigga like this if this the best you could do some acne on a filming day get back to the drawing board my guy purr and thank you i don't know if i like how i tie this benicia yes or no yay or nay Mm. Mm. All right, we getting into the makeup routine, y'all. I'm talking about a makeup routine. I ain't got no makeup routine, y'all. Add a little color to my lips and step out. One thing I really love is a bare face. You line your lips, you add you some clear gloss. Put a little. nude on it all right y'all i am ready dressed let's get to this restaurant Constance in the city so we were talking about how i love me a bare face i mean y'all have seen it i don't think i've ever shown up with a beat face with the exception of once where my guest shout out to Kim came and beat my face down now ain't nothing wrong with if you like to wear makeup wear your makeup if you like to be barefaced do your barefaceness but one of my homegirls sent me a video earlier this week and the video was of a woman stating that she believes that all women should wear makeup to events once you reach a certain age after a certain age coming outside to an event where you're all dressed up for and you have heels on no makeup is unacceptable I don't care how pretty you think you are with a bare face we all think we're beautiful with a bare face right but it's a time and a place for a bare face not everywhere is bare face acceptable grow up learn how to do makeup and this is why I always tell people learn how to do things early at a young age or you're going to keep having to pay for things and you're going to get tired of having to pay for services that you can do yourself so learn how to do your makeup. I feel like messages like those beauty standards in general really convey the message that you have to look a certain way in order to occupy a space and i wasn't fucking with that thought process because i'm all for individuality i'm all for diversity i'm all for inclusivity and i would have thought the world was too you know what's even even more shameful is that a black woman is a black woman opened her camera and made that video she thought that that was an opinion worth sharing. And that's fine. You wanna share your opinion, but girl, at the end of the day, who are you to be telling people, to be telling other women how they need to show up in different spaces? When we as a collective, women, have agreed that we don't like being told how to dress, how to talk, how to walk. We all want to show up how we want to show up, when we want to show up as us. And it's okay to show up as yourself. The problem with these beauty standards is again, they do communicate to me and I think to many others that you do have to look a certain way in order to occupy a space. And I feel like that is problematic, especially from one black woman to another black woman because we are policed so much. I feel like we're policed more than any other race. I mean, I can't speak for other races, but from one black woman to another, I would never open my mouth and tell a black woman that she has to present a certain way because no bitch. You don't have to present a certain way. Like I said, as black women, we are policed so much. So why would you go and add to that list of policing? Show up how you want to show up. I don't even think beauty standards are necessary. I don't think that you gotta wear makeup. I don't think you gotta be barefaced. I don't think your hair has to look a certain way. I don't think even you as a woman have to look a certain way. And I think that that's another thing people fail to realize. Like We are not a monolith. And I say we as not even as black women, just women in general, we are not a monolith. Like You can look however you look, women look. And behave differently. And that doesn't make them any less of a woman. It may make them less attractive to some, but who gives the fuck? And I feel like that's really what these beauty standards and these expectations that people set for women, that's really what I feel like it boils down to. All of it is superficial as fuck. How you gonna open your camera talking about how we supposed to be showing up to events and you not talking about nothing like about my character like you supposed to open your phone and say when you walk into a room head held high when you walk into a room you own the room when you walk into the room like you you telling me that in order to own the in order to own the room or to be seen or whatever I gotta have a beat face I'm gonna tell y'all right now that's a lie from the pits of hell if you wake up in the morning and you feel like you gotta beat your face to step out or be noticed somebody made that lie up the only thing you need to be recognized the only thing you need to to make some noise and make an impact in a room is the blood of Jesus. Once Jesus highlights you and say, that's the one that's gonna stand out today, you the one that's gonna stand out. And so to me, it's like, those are the messages worth sharing. Whether you wanna take it, damn, I can't see my side view. you, B, you all up in this, <laughs> you all up in it. <laughs> that was so dangerous. I just merged and did not know where, it's okay. I just realized like, damn, I just merged like blindly. Okay. And I'm in the wrong lane. Oh, my
1: gosh.
0: Right? Yeah, I'm in the wrong lane. Am I in the wrong? Yeah, I think it's the one lane. All right, y'all. Anyways, back to what I was saying. What the fuck was I saying? You know how many times, like, how... Who? Oh, you're a dickhead. you seen, I, I had to get over in this lane. You know how long it took for people that look like me, my skin shade. You know how long it took for us to even have representation? Like for a long time, I wasn't even seeing women in the media that look like me because you had to look a certain way to occupy this space. Why would we continue to perpetuate that ridiculous narrative? It's foolish. It's stupid. And to me, it's no different than what men be saying about women. Women got to do this to get the man, got to do this to get the. And I really hate all that discussion. But beyond that, it's like the same shit you see in the media, whenever particularly like in the rap community, the music industry, whenever a woman enters the spotlight, you will always see the commentators talking about, oh no, I hope she stays natural. I hope she don't get a BBL. Then when the girl is comfortable in her skinny or comfortable in her natural, y'all talking about why her hair not done? Why this not this way? Why this not this way? People can't be pleased, which is why I don't take society seriously. But ultimately, I feel like it's a waste of a message to open your mouth and tell somebody that they have to show up a certain way because you just don't have to. And to anybody that's sitting at home that heard that video or watched that video and felt like now you need to change who you are to bag whomever or whatever. I just don't think that that is true. I truly do believe like genuinely from the bottom of my heart that God sets you apart from everybody and anybody, you know? And let me tell you this: If God told you to go beat your face before you walk into the room, you don't need ever need to listen to nothing I said. Do whatever uh, God told you to do. And here's the: I think I think it becomes a problem when you know that that's not really you, but you're shifting who you are because you feel like that's what you have to do. And that's what I don't like because that's that's the reason I don't fuck with work. That's the reason I don't fuck with small talk. That's the reason I don't fuck with doing anything that doesn't make me feel like I can be free in me. Because don't nobody want to be a, not an iguana, but a chameleon all day like. But y'all, we pulling up to the restaurant. I'm super excited. Fried chicken is on the menu and I'm ready to get me some good grubbing. It's hard to find good fucking quality chicken. I don't know why people struggle with the chicken. Like how I'm ordering fried chicken and the fried chicken wet. How I'm ordering fried chicken and the skin falling off. It's very hard to come across some good fried chicken. I'm hoping this restaurant does what it needs to do. I have been there before, but I went when I was on a diet, so I didn't get to indulge in some fried chicken. I think I got like grilled chicken or something like that. But we're gonna get into it. Y'all know I be keeping it real and honest on whether or not a restaurant is worth fucking with. We made it to the rough, you guys. I'm super excited. We're here in Alexandria, Virginia. I've already placed my order. I got the Nashville hot chicken sandwich and some fries. So I'm excited to see how it's hitting. While we wait for the food, let's get into the meat of today's episode. This topic has been on my mind for the past month. I remember I called up Benicia and I was like, look, I want to talk about this. Recently, like God has dropped on my heart this this idea to reevaluate my relationship with him. I think I used to conceptualize or internalize the relationship as a transactional type of thing. When I need God, I can go after him. And I don't think that that's not true, but God pushed me to dig a little bit deeper and to kind of just rethink about how I approach my relationship with him. Earlier in the episode, we talked about King David, right? And I talked about how there was like a level of confidence that David had and so, I kind of want to use David as my subject to explain why I think God wanted me to reevaluate my uh, relationship with him. First of all, for those of y'all that are not familiar with who David is, he did write, he did. He wrote a, um, a vast majority of the books, or excuse me, a vast majority of the chapters in the book of Psalm. He was also appointed by God to become king, and he, what's the word? Like usurp the throne from Saul. Okay? Y'all gotta get into the Bible. First Kings. I think First Samuel and First Kings can break it down to you on who David is. First and second Samuel and Kings. All right, anyways, boom. Read the Bible for yourselves. I'm about to pull get into a Bible verse, but pull up, open your Bible and make sure y'all reading it yourself so y'all know. So y'all know exactly. What I'm saying is true, because anybody can be telling you anything. First Samuel 17, 33 through 37. Saul so replied, you are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man, and he has been a warrior from his youth. But David has been keeping his father's sheep. When the lion or bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the arms of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. This is David reaffirming and letting everyone know that he is confident that he can defeat Goliath despite the circumstances, despite what he sees because God has prepared him for this moment. Let's focus in on verse 37. Verse 37, again, the Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. You see how David has so much confidence in his ability to to do what God has called him to do because he knows that God has assisted him before in another area of his life. And so for me, whenever I would think about my relationship with God, whenever I would think about the concept of faith, it just seemed like I was always crying unto God because I didn't know what was next. Crying unto God because I'm stuck. Crying unto God because I feel hopeless. And again, there's nothing wrong with crying unto God, but why cry unto God continuously when God has proven to you that he will help you, assist you, be there for you? God is showing us who he is in our lives. Not so that we can just know it to know it, but so that we can use it to, I think, so that we can use it to Kind of guide us through these next chapters of our lives in addition to that you even see how david can acknowledge his preparation phase david never knew that he was going to be king he was a shepherd at a point in time he did what he needed to do in his shepherd role and that gave him the confidence to do what he is doing now so i think all of this is just i feel like god put this on my heart because it's a reminder that like Yo, I prepared you for this. You're equipped for this. You're ready for this. I called you to this. You may not know what's on the other side, but all you need to know is that I'm with you. And I think David did a good job of knowing that, like, God's got me. I'm going to beat this Philistine. I don't care what it looks like on the outside. I don't care what it looks like to y'all. And I think that's the same type of energy we all need to approach our faith walk. Let me not even talk for y'all. Y'all do what y'all want to do. This is what I am going to do. This is the same type of energy I want to have whenever it comes to approaching my faith walk with God, because the amount of you're good go ahead thank you mm-hmm. thank you so so much no problem. Mm-hmm. the food is here y'all can see the food but i want to finish my thought before i get into the food i think that i can approach my faith walk with god a lot less like i feel like i was approaching it with a lack of confidence i had some sense of confidence but the confidence was in me and so because the confidence was in me I only believed in myself, but so much. Right. So when the physical starts looking like constant, you can't do this. Now I'm questioning like, dang, can I do this? That doesn't actually hundred percent, 110% apply to me now. I think I've done a, a better job of not allowing the physical to hinder me from getting things done. But at the end of the day, I feel like if you can't 110% be confident in God's assistance, then you don't have faith. Those times where we be falling short. I think that's proof to us that we are faithless. And I think the goal should be to have 110% faith all the time. That's okay to be imperfect and things like that. But when you sit and you think about it and you think about the things that God has done outside of your life, even when you sit and think about like the Bible, God has been so amazing. Why not him? Why wouldn't he be able to assist you through X, Y, and Z? And so that brings me to the next point. I talked about how I was internalizing my relationship with God. I think I was thinking of it as like a ATM. Like God, I need you for something, help me out. God helps me out and I dip out. Like. Let's say I need to get my rent paid because God told me to quit a job, right? So I quit the job. I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent. I'm crying, breaking down to God. I don't even think I need to be crying down, breaking down to God. Why would I cry down and break down to God when he told me to do something? He already has things planned. And so I think we think that when we take that, I think I thought that if I took that little step to quit my job, that was enough. But the faith walk is continuous. But not only is the faith walk continuous, the faith walk doesn't even have to be something that's so like unknown. I think I was romanticizing the unknown of having faith. Like, I was so invested in the unknown. Like, I was, my energy was, my energy was just in the unknown. Like, dang, I don't know what's gonna happen next. And sometimes I boast about it. I don't know what's gonna happen next, but God's gonna see me through it. I don't know what's gonna happen next. This, this, this. It, to me, I think it's like, why worry so much about what you don't know? Why fixate so much on what you don't know to the point where you get, like, you start doubting yourself? When you focus on the unknown, I think that's what it is. When you focus on the unknown, you start to doubt yourself. So rather than focusing on the unknown, why not focus on the things that God has revealed to you? So let's say last month you were down bad. You you didn't know how you were going to pay your rent. God paid your rent for you. That means going forward, you never have to worry about rent or really anything because God has proven to you that he's going to handle this. So why would you worry when God is repeatedly showing you these things? Allow those experiences to govern your faith walk. Faith I don't think that faith has to be like a blind walk, even though that's how we define it. I think that you can look at faith as a, a guided walk through the unknown, but the unknown is so irrelevant because God is in charge, God is in control. Like, I think it's, it's, it's really been on my heart to let God do what he wants to do in my life and me not intercede in any way, shape or form. By God's grace, God will never even allow my stupid plans to intercede what he has planned for me. But I think that that's what God really wanted me really wanted me to take away from this this episode. You know, I was hesitant. I was like, I don't know even if I want to come on here talking about God all the time. It was even it was like no shade to God. It was just like this isn't how I envisioned it. But to me, from what I've learned in the past and even what we talked about last episode, my plans and what I'm seeing in the physical don't Mm -hmm. even matter because God is in control. God is in charge. And so I think it's really I, I think, again, just to hit on what we touched on last episode, let God be God, but if you're gonna let God be God, have confidence in God, like take the confidence out of you because you're only human. God is not human. You're not having faith in somebody who can wake up one day and now imposter syndrome's kicking their ass and they don't know what to do for the rest of the day. Like God is never gonna be like that. We don't have to sit and think that God is never going to handle it. And I think we do be knowing, but we don't know enough. We don't believe enough. Elsewise, we would never have those moments of doubt and fear. The food is looking good. Let's get to the food. The flies are flying around and it's starting to <sighs> piss me off. So let's get into what I got. We get them this close up. Let them see the Nashville hot chicken sandwich, like I told y'all, and French fries. Be showing what you got because you seem to always get something good. What B got looks amazing. No bad. Would you get the lemon jeans? Sorry, I just touched your bun. Didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Oh, the, what did I say? The London James? Yeah. Oh, whatever. The Feta James and the French fries. The French fries look so good. I think that's like my... I'm, I'm looking forward to crushing the fries. I'm looking forward to crushing the fries. Oh, okay. Just know that you're going to get fries and flies if you come to the road. And it's okay, if you flies at home. The fries is good. I'm going to bite into this sandwich so y'all can know. It's his birthday. Dang, I ain't even say no grace. Father, God bless this food in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Mm. They put like brown sugar or something on it. It got like a nice like a nice sweet kick to it they did give me the option of increasing the spice level i just left it as is Mm. it's okay there's some heat in my mouth for sure Mm. out of of ten let me do one more bite to confirm but hold on i need some water Give me a second, y'all. Yes. Who that water be tasting better than the food sometimes? Okay. Hmm. Mm. what's so crazy to me is like i'm biting i'm tasting but it's hard for me to like differentiate what i'm tasting like when you got the bread the meat the the coleslaw, everything just combines together editing i give it lot of seven i'm not too much of a sandwich person to begin with, definitely not a chicken sandwich person to begin with. But let me get into the friedness. Cause I was talking about restaurants we don't be how to fry nothing. I think the breading on this is perfect. I think the crisp on it is perfect. I think whatever they got on this breading that remind me of um, brown sugar or something is perfect. This is good. And it was like, I think the sandwich was $12 the fries was for like $20 this is good Mm. all right y'all we're gonna take a break to eat and then we'll get back and conclude the episode welcome to and thank you now y'all know fall is approaching so i gotta get y'all right with the hottest ugg boots of the season first on the list the fuzz sugar clog now these are a moment I swear if you put these uh, clogs on you're gonna eat the girls up with the texture all right there's great opportunity to play around with texture great opportunity to play around with colors because these are only available in so many colors I think the black clog is cute but the pink is definitely a moment so they get it an and thank you from me next the taz pie pop slipper these are cute they're a rendition of the Tasman Uggs. I think everybody got a pair of those I am loving this slipper, it gets it and thank you from me, simply because of the colors and y'all know we represent the gays over here. So I love this, it's definitely pride inspired, colorful, great options and opportunities for mixing and matching and wearing the different kits. I fuck with it, I love it. Next on the list, we got the Mini of Brave and thank you most definitely because I am loving the Eskimo feel that I'm getting when I look at these. Like, if you go into Aspen, I don't know if you really wanna wear these in Aspen because Uggs and Snow don't do, but it's giving sexy picture in Aspen. It's giving sexy Eskimo. It's giving and fucking thank you. But these boots right here are getting a serious and thank you. The classic chill peak tall and the short boot. These are super cute. They remind me of a puffer jacket. It's definitely giving winter. Like, these eat the girls up to the gods. To God. I love it. I love the fur on the side. I love it all. Y'all got to get right and get you these. Now, these are the last boots for today. And it is the classic sweater tall boot. Now, Ugg did a big one with this. And thank you times a million. Ugg knew what they were doing. You could do the scrunch sock, You could do the long knee high sock. I mean, it's just giving. It's giving. If you don't see that it's giving, that's unfortunate. But, baby, it is giving and it's getting. And, and thank you from me. So, that concludes today's segment of, and thank you. Back to the show. All right, you guys, we are back. The food was good. Benicia crushed hers. Not to throw you under the bus. I did not crush mine, only because it's a little too early for me to be eating a full-on chicken sandwich, but I will be taking that to go and I will be crushing it. Y'all come to The Rub here in Alexandria. Ooh, 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 let me put some respect on the state. Alexandria, Virginia. The Rub in Alexandria, Virginia on King Street. Y'all get right or get left this place. I mean, it's amazing, it's cute, it's quaint, ain't nobody bothered me, and the food was on quite. Food came out quick too. Disregard the comment I made about the flies earlier because at least it ain't no roaches. Now, let's get to the closing, right? Um, You know, we talked about a lot, but I think the biggest thing that God put on my heart was that, and this is what I have written now, let me just read it. I know exactly what I need to know in this moment. If all I know is that I'm working a corporate HR job right now and I can fill my episode whenever I have the time, then that's all I need to know and that's all that I have to do. Right? And I say that because it's like again, no longer focusing on what I don't know, I'm just focusing on whatever God has given me because that's going to pull me closer to whatever God has destined for me. And that too is like the whole like transactional relationship with God thing delays what like that's not what god wants that's not what god wanted for me all right god wanted me on god, on him 24 7 25 8. don't just on me when you don't know what to do who cares that you don't know what to do i'm in charge it's not for you to know that's what he's been screaming at me lately like anytime my brain start wondering god's like just shut it down and shut it up and do what i put in front of you and when that's done i'll give you something else and also stop doubting me that's what god really been saying to me stop doubting me so You know, I I think I've always found David to be admirable in the Bible. And again, it's because of where his confidence lies and how his confidence has guided his walk with God. And I think that that is something that God put on my heart to try to reposition where where I am with him. So I wanted to put that on y'all's heart. You know, if this resonated with you, if you feel like you got to restructure how you view faith, how you feel your walk with God get right and restructure it and it may not even be this same way you can talk to God and ask him like am I showing up in this relationship the way you want me to show up because if not especially with you know I, I want to say like new age Christians it's not even like new age Christians it's just like it's either you you are going by the books or you you know you say you have this relationship so if you're gonna go with the, I have this relationship type of walk with God or Listen, that's what I'm doing God is like be with me 24 7 25 8 tap into me pray read talk to me, connect with me, really be there, like really be present. The same way you wanna be present with your girlfriend, the same way you wanna be present with your show, be present with me. And you will always have confidence in me. And that confidence is gonna be the thing to show you or remind you that not only are you equipped for this, but baby, I prepare you for this and I will see you through it. Mic drop. That's all that I have to tell you guys. I love the food. I hope y'all love the episode. Uh, I had such a great time. You already know what to do. Follow me everywhere at Black and 0 cha That's my personal. And then follow the show at Constantine Show on Instagram, TikTok. And of course, if you ain't subscribed, you got to subscribe to the channel. Lastly, the show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you catch podcasts. If you do not want to watch me, but you got to tap in and watch. If you didn't watch, you missed out on the lot. So kudos to you because you listened and now you got to spin a block and watch again. I love you guys, I appreciate you guys, and I will see you next time. Peace. What a day. Hello.
1: Girl, the tea is hot. Okay, so I need some advice. I got two niggas. One of them I thought was the love of my life. I go see him when I go home to D.C. But we've been rocky because when I broke up with him last October, he was fucking with another bitch. And I don't really know if I'm over the situation because literally when I came back home for Christmas, he went and goes like nowhere to be found. So meanwhile, I found a little Cuban boo in Miami. The problem is we work together. And he's not my typical type, but he is so cute. When I say he isn't my type, like I just mean I like my men a little bit more rough and dominant. But he is really so sweet to me and he does everything for me and helps me a lot. But on the other hand, the other guy was sweet to me too. And he would treat me to spa and send me money here and there. But when we, but then we just got on bad terms. Anyways, girl, I don't know what the fuck to do with them because who should I choose or should I just keep going?
0: Girl, if you ask me, it don't even sound like you got a problem. You got two niggas and you can pick and choose when you want them. For real, for real, it sound like the one in D.C. already decided y'all wasn't really gonna be together anymore because he don't went ghost. So you really only got one nigga. But let's say the nigga in DC is still an option. Pick and choose and play your poison. Pick your poison, play and choose. Do what you wanna do girl because you ain't married to none of them and you ain't dating none of them. Have fun with who you wanna have fun with and enjoy your life. Now, when it comes down to the nigga in Miami, if you know you are not really interested in him like that, I mean, keep it peek, keep it and let him know we just on cool fucking around vibes. But if you feel like you could potentially make way for a nigga, make way for a nigga. And the nigga in D.C. I don't even think the nigga in D.C. is your nigga because the nigga that went ghost and you broke up with him last October. Y'all down with You know, honestly, it doesn't sound like you have a dilemma. It doesn't sound like you have a problem. It sounds like you got something a lot of girls are dying to have, options. So I'm gonna give you a round of applause and I'm gonna turn it back over to you because I think you know what to do, okay? All right, y'all. That's the end of today's segment of Dear Constance. Peace. Oh, no, not peace, not peace, not peace. I need you guys to call me. If you need advice, if you want to talk, if you want to get something off of your chest, call in to the Dear Constance Hotline. Give me a call, 240-587-3186. And to be quite honest with you guys, this is an open submission box for anybody and everybody to tap in and connect with me. I wanna talk to y'all, I wanna hear from y'all. If you got a juicy confession you can't tell your sister, call me. If you wanna hear me talk about something on the show, honey, call me, you can call me for anything. And of course, like I said, if you need advice, honey, call me, 240-587-3186. Bye.